Hello and welcome to the movie podcast review for I Care A Lot. I'm one of your hosts. My name is, of course, Shabazz, or you can call me Shay. And I'm joined here by my two other co-hosts. I have Anthony. Hello, everyone. And, of course, I have Daniel. Hello, everyone. Why, why was your sadder? Hello, everyone. It's, it seems like you do not care shade. a lot. I do not. I do not <laughs> care a lot. <laughs> fair enough. Fair enough. Fair enough. So, this, so, I care a lot is a in the United States a Netflix movie, and in Canada it is a Amazon Prime movie. So, I do want to give a huge shout out to our friends over at Amazon Prime for sending over us "I Care a Lot" with Rosamund Pike. It is directed by Jay Blakeson, and I'm going to kick it over to Anthony for the plot of this movie. Anthony. I Care A Lot follows Marla Grayson, a highly successful legal guardian with a knack for exploiting the law to her financial benefit. After discovering her seemingly innocent new client harbors dangerous secrets, Marla and her partner come to find they have unknowingly triggered a battle with a ruthless adversary. Okay, awesome. Yeah, that, that sounds really intense. So, Daniel, let me kick it over to you for our first reactions. All right. Let me let me just start off by I'll be completely honest here. I did enjoy a lot of this movie. I mm-hmm. did care a lot about a lot of this movie. Mm-hmm. But I also cannot think of a movie where from the very first frame, from the very first line spoken, I absolutely despised the main character. Mm-hmm. And Roseman Pike plays a completely reprehensible character, let me tell you. A, a character that gives you no reason to like them, to root for them, to enjoy watching them on screen. There's no exposition or groundwork to justify what the, what her, their character does or even enjoy the scheme that they're running. But it is a testament to Roseman Pike's acting, who I who I always love watching. And I and I just wanted the worst to happen to her. <laughs> but 100%. I do feel she was you know, I just wanted the worst to happen to her. Um but again, I, I think Roseman Pike plays this part so well. And again, it's a testament to who she is as an actor to to commit to playing this character who is just literally scum of the earth that you absolutely despise. Um, and I feel like she's channeling a little bit of her Amy Dunn character from Gone Girl, but mm-hmm. it, without the nuance or character development that you would normally get uh, for this scheme. She's basically getting um, older citizens <laughs> – to leave their homes, go into a nursing home, and then she sells and pockets the money for all their stuff. And it's just mm-hmm. – it's so frustrating to watch. It's mm-hmm. so frustrating. Um, but that's not the reason why I typically didn't really care too much for the rest of the film. We'll get into all of that. But I, I think there's nothing wrong with the setup for the film. It's just there's a lot to it that I feel like just doesn't justify what they do. But mm-hmm. we're, again, we're going to get into all of that. So I'll kick it over to you guys to to give your first reactions. You know, after yeah. wa- sorry, I just uh, after watching this, I'm like, is this something that actually happens? Because I feel like if this does, that's really really bad. I don't know if this is like a thing in the states. I don't. I haven't seen it in Canada. But these these legal guardians that are are you know taking over. Uh, older, older, older people's um, financials and homes, and they're literally kicked out of their home and brought into an old folks' home because, quote unquote, they can't take care of themselves. Is really scary. It, it actually, you're right, Daniel. It it was scary, but it also was unnerving. That's it was just an awful feeling that this could actually happen. 
It's that feeling of not being in control, yeah. you know, that you feel like somebody's like holding your arms and legs down. And, and, and I think the movie, of course, does a great job of showing that and being like, oh, my God, like she is just like literally just the worst person in the world forcing these people out of their homes. Um, and then you kind of see some inner workings of does this happen in the States? I have no idea. <laughs> uh, Shay, what are you? Uh, yeah, for me, uh, very similar in the sense of like it was repulsive to see what she was doing. It was absolutely crazy to see that, you know what, I believe that things like this can occur. Um, the only difference that I'd say is that for me, I I personally really, really, really like this movie. Um, I don't know what it was that really stuck me to it. I think it might have been just Rosamund Pike and how absolutely villainous she was. Um, there was a point in the film, though, towards the third act where I was starting to get a little upset at the movie because I thought it was going to take a very easy route out. Um, and again, I think the ending is something that's going to be very controversial because already with, amongst us, we all have our different opinions on it, or at least I do. But I think a lot of people will look at the ending and be like, yeah, okay, cool, makes sense. Or wow, that was pretty stupid. Now, I can very much agree that the ending is stupid, but because the movie is so ridiculous in what it's trying to show me, I was almost kind of like, yeah, okay, cool. Yeah, like that. I, I believe that, that that's what's going to happen here because this is so insane what's occurring. Like it's a really dumb plot. But I think it was one of those movies that because Rosamund plays so well in this character and you hate her so much, mm-hmm. I was okay to go along with it. And, you know, Peter Dinklage, um, he's 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 showing up randomly now, not as much as he was before in his, I guess, his prime when he was during Game of Thrones, when he was in almost everything. But he has a very menacing portrayal. And I think he does such a good job of it in this movie. You know, I think I think for myself, go ahead, Anthony, actually, you go ahead. uh, Just for me, like the beginning of this movie really leads into a interesting storyline. And. Once the second half kicks in, you kind of realize, man, it was – there's no one to like in this movie. The characters – you're not no. rooting for any characters. You don't care for these characters because they're all bad. Really, the only character I liked the most was Peter Dinklage's character mm-hmm. who who I really wanted him to enact justice on her. But there was – it's like it came to a point where – no one, no, like the story couldn't go anywhere, and it had the this alternate this this alternate jump that made no sense. And this is for mm-hmm. me that mm-hmm. you're right, Shay. Like it's just like you just take it for what it is because at at that time, where could have where could have this ending gone? There there was right. nothing, nowhere to go. Yeah, go ahead, Daniel. Um, no, I was going to say, and I and I think that's where I, where I struggle a lot with this movie is that it it struggles with the tone and wants a balance. It's like, is this a full on comedy? Is this a drama? You know, like I think to films like um, Wolf of Wall Street is always an example of Leonardo DiCaprio's character in that film is awful, and he does awful things, and you shouldn't be on their side, but you but the film presents to you them in a way that you could at least see them before they were doing this or see what the escalation of it. And I think the problem with me in this film is that there's no, there's no good escalation given. It's just, she's in the pockets of everybody. Apparently in the city, she has no issues or obstacles to overcome. There's no real threat to her that that's, that's justified. So you never feel like she's in any real danger other than like the first scene of the film. 
And then, you know, she's going up against a mob boss. And, you know, of course, it's it's a classic trope of, oh, th- this mob is supposed to be threatening, but it's run by a bunch of idiots. So it's like you never feel that they're an imposing threat either. So it's this kind of cat and mouse game that's this whole movie is that this movie is playing. And then it kind of just totally switches gears in the third act. And it's like now we're like a spy movie and it's and we're doing something totally different. And it sets up things that should matter. Then by the end of the movie, they don't matter. And I think that's where I have the biggest issues with this film is that it just doesn't know what it wants to be. So by the end of it, I was just like, sure, you're just throwing stuff at the wall now, it feels like. And, mm. you know, this film came out at TIFF and I had no idea it was at TIFF. And like, that's our local festival. And I'm not surprised I haven't heard a lot of like, buzz about it but yeah just i just struggled a lot with what this movie was was trying to do especially in the last 30 minutes because it just felt it just felt silly it just felt really really silly but i get i get it's also the situation that um this film like where could it have gone but also i think the direction that it went it just it just didn't work for me personally Mm. Mm -hmm. i think one of the things that that really bothered me about this film was this the character of Isaac Gonzalez. I, you know what? I I don't. I think she is a beautiful actress, and I think whenever she comes in movies like Baby Driver and um, uh, Hobbs and Shaw, Alita, Hobbs and Shaw, Alita, those kind of movies. You know what? Like she she's there as the eye candy. She shows up, but she's. I don't think she's a good actress yet. I also don't think that she pairs well with Rosamund Pike. She Rosamund Pike to me is a very you know elite actress in the sense that she really brings it to the game, whereas. Isa just kind of cheapened to that quality of it. And I think in certain movies, Isa is great. But in this one, what was the casting director thinking at this point? What did they see in her? And also, I don't know what she was supposed to be doing. She was just there. You know, she was she was the crutch that the movie landed on. Like, hey, how can we get insider information about somebody? Oh, well, I, her she probably has a shady past. We're going to get her to give the information. Or we need right. a plate run. Oh, we're going to give it to her. And it just, it just felt like any inconvenience was immediately solved and like i'm just like man these are like glorified people who are like these are just normal people taking advantage of the law how do they have their fingers in every single department of like hospitals courts uh like doctors just everything like there was no struggles that they had to overcome and it was just like Mm -hmm. if they're if your character is not overcoming anything then why should i care about them Mm -hmm. even for like diane weiss who plays the I guess the the lady who she she um, wards off, like she takes control of, um, like she didn't really get a lot of lines, and she's like a two time Academy Award actress. She she was just more frantic in a old folks home than anything, and and I thought she could have lended more of a a voice in this movie, as well as Chris mm-hmm. Messina, who plays the lawyer, and he shows up for half the like maybe a quarter of a movie and then disappears. These are like mm. big actors and that are in, you know, the spotlight and they just disappear. But mm-hmm. Isa Gonzalez, she's, she's there. Yeah. She's pretty. She's, she's, she's great. She's a good, like she's a beautiful person, but I don't know. just didn't work out for her performance in this movie. Yeah. It's, it was, it was very, very bizarre. Um, is there anything else you guys wanted to touch on before we kind of get to our recommendation for this movie? Uh, I think the score, um, it, it was, again, oh, yeah. I think really really trying to evoke um, that David Fincher-esque, that Trent Reznor, Atticus Ross. We are doing, uh, a, like, a, like here's this, like, weird, different type of score, which I did like. It did, like, we, we both messaged each other, and we're, uh, Shay, and we're like, yeah, this is kind of giving me Social Network vibes, or this is mm-hmm. giving me, like, Gone Girl vibes. I think mm-hmm. they really wanted this film to 
be thought of in that same echelon of movie. Um, mm-hmm. But I think the score was good in this film. And I think Peter Dinklage, as you both said, um, was a standout because he's he's a fun character to watch. And you just wanted to see him exact revenge, exactly what Anthony was saying earlier in our review. You just you just wanted him to be successful. And I think I'm just like, man, like, how is this Russian mob having such a difficult time doing this? Right. Cool. So let's get to our, well, reviews or our recommendations here at the, at the Movie Podcast. Now, again, we've made some slight changes to our recommendations. We have our top of the top, which is a real gem. We have our watch it. We have, we're, we're changing up uh, stream it over to add it to the queue because a lot of films nowadays are, are coming on uh, streaming services such as I Care A Lot. And then we have our skip it. So let's start over with uh, with Daniel. Daniel, what would you like to give I Care A Lot? Man, you know, I've been teetering the last couple of days. Like I've been like, man, am I at a skip it? Am I am I at like a add it to the queue? Oh man, it's tough because there is there is things I do like in this movie. Um so for the sake of this review, I am gonna say add it to your queue. And I put that with the most, you know, add it to the very end of your queue. You know, like watch everything else, then watch this. Cause like this, this isn't a film that needs to be watched immediately. Um, but it's also a film that I feel like, you know, you're going to, you're going to get some enjoyment out of it, but it's, it's not one that you need to get to soon. So mm-hmm. you could, you could wait. Mm-hmm. And uh, Anthony, what about yourself? Yeah. I'm going to also be adding it to the queue uh, just because I really enjoyed the beginning of this movie. Second half, not so much. Uh, and you know, with, with the coming release slate that's happening in, you know, the February and March, there's not going to be a lot to watch. So it makes sense to watch something. This wasn't that bad of a movie for, for you to skip it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and for myself, I, you know, I was teetering between actually, it's funny. I was tweeting between watch it and add to the queue, but I, the way I look at it is that this film is going to be for Canada on Amazon prime and, it, and on and then the United States is going to be on Netflix. So you're not really, paying a premium on top of what you're already paying for for these services and also with right now they're kind of being a bit of a a dry slate of films that aren't really out right now i'd say add it to your queue but when you get a chance watch it you may have fun or you may want to uh feel like the whole movie is crap but (laughs) whatever you kind of feel like (laughs) at least you can have a conversation with us on the movie podcast by following our Twitter and our Instagram at the movie podcast as well. Sorry, Anthony, you wanted to add something? No, I was just going to say, I guarantee you, you will, you'll feel angry about it. Not in the bad. Oh, you'll definitely like, feel angry. Like yeah. Just based on what's happening in this film, like the, the, the plot of it, you'll just be like, man, this, this <laughs> just frustrates me. Cause that's why a lot of people felt. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. That's for and sure. I think, and I think too, we we spoke a lot about the plot, and I think that's a good thing. Like we didn't give anything away, but I think what's important to realize it does sound like, especially Anthony and I, we're criticizing a lot. But I think when when you see the potential in a film, and when you see the promise of something being set up, mm-hmm. I think that's why we tend to criticize or just kind of deconstruct that a lot more. So mm-hmm. I think that's I, I'm glad that this movie at least gave us stuff to talk about. Because that's, I think sometimes that's the most important thing is after the movie, we are, we kind of deconstruct it and really dive in onto it. And this movie gives you a lot to talk about. It's not mm-hmm. just, it's not like bad in the sense where it's like, oh, like there's nothing to say. It's just bad. But like this actually, like it may, I was, th- I've been thinking about this movie a lot, mm-hmm. you know, like the last couple of days. So like, I'll give it that. It's at least stayed in my mind that I'm like, man, like 
this really bothered me or this scene really upset me, but it's at least sticking within my head. Right. Yeah, for sure. Worst part of capitalism. That's how I look at it. <laughs> oh, yeah. It really like, and you know what? I, and I don't mean to be offensive by this, but when, when I'm watching it, I'm like, man, is this really what happens in America? And I, I believe that it could. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So again, guys, we are on a mission, a mission to Mars. No, no, we're on a mission to get five star reviews straight on Apple Podcasts. So if you are enjoying the show, if you're liking what you're, what you're hearing, uh, please go ahead to Apple Podcasts and leave us a five star review. If you want to leave us a comment as well, that'd be great. We love to read them out on the show, maybe make a video about them as well. And of course, we have Sundance uh, that we also have videos and reviews up for as well so please keep an eye out on our feed for a lot of movies coming out and a lot of great things again our instagram and twitter is at the movie podcast make sure to follow us there that was this time with the movie podcast and we'll see you next